We want to thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Igniting Hearts with Benjamin and Tara Dietrich. We pray that as you listen, you will be inspired, encouraged, and spurred on to love and good works in Jesus Christ. We are so glad that you've joined us today, and we are so honored that today we are joined by our dearest friends, Pastors Peter and Christina Fabianich, who are pastors of Word of Life in Pula, Croatia, which is near the coast of the Adriatic, a few hours away from Italy or close to Slovenia. And so we have finished our series on faith. Yeah, we're really excited to bring this next series to you. Um, We really felt like it was important to share testimonies, especially in the day and the age that we're living in. It says in the Bible that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And I don't know about you, but when I hear individuals' testimony, or even when I recount my own testimony, there's such life in it and there's such power in it. And so we're really excited to um, bring testimony to you today. So we asked our dear friends to share their testimony with you today, and we're gonna be sharing more testimonies, our own, and more friends and colleagues in the ministry that we're gonna bring to you. And just pray that you and your heart is encouraged and ignited in the place of just hearing how others have overcome, how they've met the Lord, how they've overcome trials and and they've persevered. And so we're just excited. We're so excited to bring this to you. We want to remind you as well to just share and um, like um, this podcast. It's not just to make us feel good, but it's also just to get the word out there to others. We, we really feel like this is a powerful um, tool in the hand of the Lord. So when you share and when you like this podcast, it helps get it out to others. And so if you would, that would be such a blessing today. So powerful, honey. So powerful. You know, Peter and Christina, you guys are those that we observe the witness of Jesus Christ in your lives. It's a daily thing that we see in your lives, whether we're just sitting down here and having a cup of coffee in our home or in Croatia, or whether you're sharing the gospel randomly like you were yesterday, Christina, or Peter, you're preaching the word or ministering healing. He prayed for my arm yesterday, got healed. You know, just randomly all throughout the day, they are living the witness of Jesus Christ. And we wanted to know, and we wanted our viewers and our listeners to know, how did Jesus meet you? The Bible says we didn't choose him, but he chose us. So really, we don't find God, God finds us. And so what's your story? And maybe Christina, you can start um, because I think the story of your salvation together does start with how the Lord began to encounter you. So how did the Lord begin to encounter you in your life, Christina? Oh yes, a good question. Um, uh, yeah, it's it uh, was a time when I was a teenager, exactly when um, I was uh, 13, my mother got saved first, and that was something that uh, um, I was a witness at, that her life really changed. So she was a depressed person, and she has had really no joy in life, and uh, when I saw her changed and uh, I saw her life, uh, she told us about uh, Jesus and um, me and my family, my sister and my father, we get saved. So it was amazing in that uh, period of time that the whole family get changed and really Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus was real in our lives. 
But somehow in that kind of uh, uh, these years, I was a teenager, I, I was young. Yeah. So the world and friends and school and everybody just uh, get me away from God. So yeah. I was not really, uh, I was living like a double life. I was uh, Sundays in, in the church, but during the week I was with my friends and I started to take drugs and I started to get like a bad life and I was really going on a highway to hell. <laughs> so right. in that period, I was like 17. When I was 17, I met Peter and he was also the, like me. <laughs> we were really similar. So um, we just uh, lived a really punk or rock life and it was uh, a lot of drugs, a lot of different uh, bad choices. And in the end, um, I was like 22, my, my parents were praying for me all the time to get saved and to have an encounter with God. Mm -hmm. And so in that time when I was 22, I was really lost. I felt mm -hmm. like uh, I was depressed. I, no, the life had no meaning for me and wow. I was looking for, for God, but I didn't know what I really was seeking for. Mm -hmm. And then I was, uh, oftentimes I was thinking and I was telling Lord or God, when you are really real, I'm, I really want to meet you. Mm -hmm. And uh, from time to time I had like really bad suicidal thoughts. Wow. I was depressed and I was thinking, if this is really life, I don't want to live it anymore. Wow. So in that time and period, I um, just went to church and uh, maybe Peter will tell that story about the church. And I really had a wonderful encounter with Jesus mm. and my life changed, wow. my life really changed. And Peter will tell you more about it. Wow. So. Yeah, when, <laughs> so she told a lot of things that we, we were doing before, but you know, yeah. I, as a personality, my personality was not religious. I, I mm -hmm. was never thinking about God. I was never, try to find God because what I saw in my uh, my nation in, in the circumstances that I lived it was not so good testimony mm -hmm. you know I saw bad testimonies I saw the priests that were blessing the guns mm -hmm. that people were shooting each other I saw mm -hmm. corruption in the churches so mm -hmm. I saw a lot of yeah. things and I said I don't mm -hmm. want to be the part of that because mm -hmm. I didn't knew better I didn't met Jesus and I didn't knew that person need to meet Jesus mm -hmm. because you know you think okay you you are born into something and mm -hmm. you have to stay in this mm -hmm. but uh, when we came first to the church the thing was that the message that was preached at that time uh, at that moment was actually touched my heart mm -hmm. and the message was God wants to give you a new chance wow. which actually was really like no coincidence because mm -hmm. I was thinking in those days that I really messed up my chances. I was at that time 25, doing a lot of drugs, had a hepatitis C, had a really problem with the memory and, you know, drugs mess you up. Right. And when, when you think about, okay, when you are 25 and think about is there any chance for me? Mm. It's pretty depressing situation mm. <laughs> with no light, you know, in front of you. But right. At that moment, I was in the church mm. and the preacher was preaching, God will give you a new chance if you give him a, a life. Mm. So I decided to try Jesus, you know. I was thinking at that time, I tried all of drugs, all of alcohol, I tried everything. I can try this Jesus, mm. what he's preaching about. So yeah, 
I responded to that. Mm-hmm. But be, even before a uh, preacher was preaching uh, and the message was uh, touched my heart, uh, I met one person, one little lady, Pentecost mm-hmm. lady, you know, she was very conservatively dressed and she was little, very tiny and she approached to me and she said to me, I'm so glad that you're in the church. I'm mm-hmm. so glad. And, you know, I didn't look like normal person. I was mm-hmm. more looking very very uh, wild or tough tough and rough yeah so when she said I'm glad that you are here I I was thinking well this old lady doesn't see good (laughs) she needs glasses yeah she needs she actually wore glasses (laughs) so she said to me you know I'm glad that you are here but uh, just for your information I was professional alcoholic for 30 years so I said well I'm in a good company and I was encouraged you know to stay uh, in that kind of community of people that are not judging judging people that are not trying to present themselves wholly, but Mm -hmm. they were just normal people that encounter Jesus. And then Mm -hmm. when I responded to the call, I really felt that unusual peace Mm -hmm. that I think I never felt in my life. Mm -hmm. This is what I was seeking doing drugs and alcohol, you know, you just sink your nervous, you sink your doubts, you sink your fear and aggression and find some, let's say, peace which is not real mm. peace it's alcoholic or drug peace and the peace that i encountered mm. that in that moment was actually jesus mm. and i wasn't you know take anything i was just received the 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 jesus i received his love i was received his spirit and the mm. peace that came upon me was really testimony mm. that something happened wow. and at that time i started to follow jesus mm-hmm. because i realized that Jesus is alive Mm. and what I felt on my heart is that I need to speak uh, or to be his voice to the Mm. my generation Mm. because there are so many different voices that wants to speak about Jesus Mm. but I want to be a his witness because there is a difference between uh, witness Mm. and between person who just was uh, looking uh, 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 from from a side, mm-hmm. so you know somebody who is looking from per certain distance, he can say, okay, well, this is Christianity. But mm-hmm. somebody who really mm-hmm. experienced mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. in his heart, he really mm-hmm. uh, meet Jesus personally. Yes. He can be a witness because mm-hmm. the, to be a witness means to uh, be a carrier of mm-hmm. what changed your life. Mm-hmm. So actually. I consider the testimony is uh, something that we are carrying in mm-hmm. our lives. Right. So Jesus gave us these testimonies mm-hmm. that actually we are carrying and we are really love to share our testimonies with people, mm-hmm. how we came to Jesus and many other pe- mm-hmm. things because I believe that there is no such or better thing than a testimony yeah. of Jesus Christ. Yes, yes. absolutely. Yes. So when you guys came to the church, mm-hmm. did somebody invite you? Somebody invited you to the church? Yes, actually, my parents uh, invited me because they were bringing Bibles uh, to to the church in Croatia. That mm-hmm. was just after the war time in in the nineties right. in, in in Croatia, and so uh, my parents wanted to uh, to bring some Bibles and they needed help. So wow. they asked us to 
help them to bring the Bibles okay. into the church. So wow. we said, okay, we will bring it. <laughs> nice. uh, it was such like, a, it was no plan. We we wanted just to help our, my parents right. and in the end we stayed in church. Wow. So it was really amazing because that was like God's plan. And uh, it was interesting for me when I was there listening to the message to the preacher, um, suddenly it was like a revelation to me. I understood what Jesus did on the cross for me. Wow. Even though um, I heard the story about Jesus and I knew about the cross and so on, but I really never realized what happened on the cross, that mm. he took all the sins, uh, that he took all the curses and that it was really an exchange on the cross and mm. that he gave his life for, for me and for all of us. Mm. And that was such a revelation for me that opened my eyes. Mm. I believe my spiritual eyes and it was a beautiful encounter with the Holy Spirit that mm. he really changed our lives. We were, as we said, on drugs. We had a bad life mm. and a couple of of days or even weeks after that we were set free from drugs wow. from alcohol mm. um, I really uh, my mind was changed because I had that suicidal thoughts and depression I was really healed I was set free mm. and uh, I never had that th these thoughts again so wow. um, we really had a real encounter with God it was right. really something that changed our whole life and mm. everything what we thought it was mm. Uh, some something special in our life or even the sin we had before we really get uh, set free mm -hmm. and we changed wow so you came to the Lord you had a revelation mm -hmm. and your mind was healed your yes. heart was healed your soul was healed yes Peter you said that you had hepatitis C yes. so even beyond spiritual and emotional defect you had a physical mm -hmm. reality going on and that's a serious condition what happened to you with this condition when you came to the Lord Jesus and felt this peace that you just described? Yeah, this condition was, uh, you know, it, it not affects you as a normal disease. It affects you when it wants. Wow, wow. <laughs> so I carried, you know, and um, during my first months in the church, mm. uh, I experienced this healing mm. from, the, uh, from God. Right. And uh, I didn't actually ask for mm. the healing because mm. Maybe even I didn't know that I could right. be healed mm. wow. by that. But it was one service that I encountered the glory of the Lord. Mm. And of course, I didn't know that it, this is the glory of the Lord. <laughs> right. I was caught in the worship for mm. two hours. My hands were raised up towards heaven, which is almost impossible. For two hours, your hands were raised? Yeah. It, wow. it, was, it was impossible. Yeah. I, I, I tried to do it and, you know, your hands will start to fall. But my hands were up to heaven and I was in some... Realm, right? Mm -hmm. So I was somewhere. Mm -hmm. I was physically in the church, but in the spirit, in the emotions, mm -hmm. I was really with the Lord, mm -hmm. and I felt this this unexplainable mm -hmm. feeling mm -hmm. and the presence. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. a week after or something like that, I had to go check what's the situation with mm -hmm. hepatitis. They take my blood, and they called me. Take my blood again. They called me. Mm. Take my blood again, and third time I asked them what's happening. You know, because I was thinking, okay, is there any wrong? You know, mm. not nothing. Nobody speaks to me. So they actually told me nothing is wrong. Actually, you are, you you don't have any uh, antibodies of hepatitis C in your wow. blood, which means that or I didn't have hepatitis C or it's something happened mm. that my body was just totally recovered from that wow so when you have some virus in your body in your in your 
cells stays those antibodies forever, especially mm -hmm. from hepatitis C. Mm -hmm. So I could tell I had hepatitis C because I have it black and white. Mm -hmm. And the, on that service, I experienced, let's say, heavenly exchange of mm -hmm. my blood and everything. So God really healed me, mm -hmm. you know, totally, wow. totally. Not just hepatitis, but uh, even the leftovers of the mm. virus in my body wow wow, so. wow. that's incredible mm. yeah wow. i when i heard your testimony mm. christina even when you were sharing with me privately mm -hmm. a few mm -hmm. days ago what really struck me mm -hmm. was the fact that you had told me my mother yeah. was praying for me yes like yes. And she was the one who led you yeah. to christ but yeah. even after that when you slipped away from the lord you, you mm. told me you know even when i met peter and we were crazy and we were off doing yeah. drugs my mother yeah. i knew my mother was praying for yes. us yes and that really just um struck me it's, mm. it's so simple but at the same time it's such a huge reminder for yeah. us to not give up on praying for our loved ones yes mm. that maybe prodigals or those that we even see on the street or anyone yeah. that we're in relationship with that mm. we might even think oh they're in drugs mm. or they're doing this or doing doing that and it looks so hopeless but the power of prayer yes and even the power of probably her presence mm. in your life Do, can you share maybe a little bit more about how your mother's influence <laughs> Yes. yes, of course, it was not just my mother, it was yeah. my father too, because mm. both of them were going to church, yeah. even though my father, he was really radical, he was not, uh, like, he was all the time telling me, uh, uh, you are living in sin and mm. you come back to God, so mm. he was open, he was not hiding something. And uh, I know that they are regularly prayed for, me and my sister, we were really backslidden, uh, like, uh, not going to the church. And we had all the time like uh, discussions and fights uh, about God. Mm. So it was really something strange and it was hard because we had fights about God and discussions. And uh, so, but our parents continued to pray for us. And when Peter came into my life also, they started to pray for him <laughs> and the boyfriend from my sister. So they were praying for all of us. And I know that they are asked uh, other brothers and sisters or even pastors to mm. pray for us. Right. So I know that they were really, uh, really regularly in prayer for us and it was like seven years it was not like a time a couple of months there were, there were years that they were praying for us and then suddenly they never gave up they invited us all the time to church and then when I was having like a problem they said pray to God come to God come mm. to the church and in the end, it was really an answer of God when we came to the church. So I always encourage parents not to give up on their children, yeah. especially if the children are not going to church or don't want to hear anything about God and Jesus. I always tell them, just continue to pray and believe God. Don't give up because God is hearing your prayers. Absolutely. Yes. It's interesting about uh, prayers of the parents. It mm. just, you know, we... we few years ago we had a uh, youth camps and mm. we had really powerful uh, uh, encounters with Jesus mm. and some of those kids also fall away yeah. mm. but their parents continue to pray mm. and just a few weeks ago one kid came that was together with us mm. in the camp in the, in the revival he came to the church and you know he, he was coming like every five months yeah. at once you know yeah. he was positive no negative but he was living his life and he came and 
uh, that Sunday, his mother called me around to, around 2 a.m. and she mm-hmm. said, "Well, my son is having some manifestations. Can you come?" Mm-hmm. So I came. I visited them at 2 a.m. and we prayed. I think until four, mm-hmm. something like that. And he was delivered, mm-hmm. and he was totally set free from mm-hmm. whatever was, and now he's back in the church, yeah, mm-hmm. coming and you know witnessing to other people and on mm-hmm. fire for God, wow. mm-hmm. which is actually a result of prayers of his mother. Yeah. Yes, wow. thank you, yes. Lord. Yes, yes. so awesome, yeah. powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is what people are looking for. Yeah. Yeah. This is what people want mm. to hear. Even those of you who are listening or watching this on YouTube, share this with your friends because these type of real mm. life encounters with Jesus yes. are what is going to bring in the harvest. It's yeah. not so much information, mm. it's revelation, the yeah. revelation of Jesus Christ, like you were talking about, mm. Christina. Mm. And I think the other thing that's very important for those of us listening or watching that have a heart for winning souls and mm. witnessing, and that should be everybody. <laughs> Unfortunately, Amen. it isn't yeah. everybody, but it should be everybody. Mm. Uh, we're all called to evangelize we're all called to share the gospel not just evangelists or those in the fivefold yes. office of evangelists yes. that's really a lie that many many people have bought into that oh that's the evangelist's job mm, no right. it's every believer's job yeah. to be a witness like Peter yes. was talking about the Greek word martus mm. which means to be an eye or an ear witness it means mm. you encountered something mm. and you can talk about that or, or share about that and so as we wrap up here the podcast I would like to know from you guys because another important part of this experience of meeting Jesus is what happens afterwards. Mm -hmm. You can have a powerful encounter, a powerful experience, but if you don't walk that out in discipleship, in your own choices, and also those of us who have leadership Mm -hmm. roles in the body of Christ, whether you're a pastor or a person in the church that led somebody to the Lord, you can be a mechanic and lead somebody to the Lord. You have a responsibility Mm -hmm. to disciple them and you have the ability to disciple them Mm -hmm. because Holy Spirit lives inside of you. So you guys had these powerful encounters, powerful Mm -hmm. healings. What happened afterwards? Were there things you had to give up? Were there things you had to change? Were there relationships you had to cut off? Were there practices you had to stop? Were there things you needed to throw away from your home or your apartment? What happened afterwards? Because I think it's really important for people uh, to, to, to hear this and put this into practice. Yeah, you mentioned everything what we need to do. <laughs> yes. But the thing is that yeah. no one from the church pressed us. Yeah. Uh, it's mm. interesting that mm. the way how we were introduced to Christianity yes. was uh, the way of our personal decision. And mm. then we were involved. We were involved in the house group. Somebody involved us and we started to visit during the weekend weeks. Uh, uh, house groups and church, you know, had smaller meetings mm. around the city so in those house groups we were uh, sharpening iron mm-hmm. on iron mm. so in those house groups we were uh, we we heard that um, uh, the I don't know certain lifestyles are wrong that mm. some mm. things we should not do mm. and so on so one 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 example or one testimony is that I was uh, playing in one band which was pretty popular and is in Croatia and I knew it's you know nobody told me but inside I knew that this is the relationship I need to cut Mm -hmm. Uh, but I didn't have so much strength because I love music I love already I love music 
generally and I love those guys and I was thinking well if I stay there I will witness to them and they will become a Christian but you know God had a different plan mm -hmm. so I knew it in my heart that I'm actually lying to myself and that I need to cut some relationship because mm -hmm. this is the way of sanctification mm -hmm. so I was thinking about it and then one sister came to the church from America I think so she got the word of knowledge so she said somebody here has a um, problem to decide uh, and you know that God is asking from you but you have problem to step out right. so I knew that she was mm. talking to me mm. right. and I said yeah this is me she prayed for me and this evening I didn't wait I just responded right away I received mm. it prayer mm. by faith yeah. I called the, the guys I mm. said guys what we need to do we need to do we'll do the band we'll do the cons concerts and then I'm done with the band mm. of course they were mad at me and yeah. there were bad words thrown at yeah. me but yeah. I just knew it's the right mm. way this is the way of Jesus mm -hmm. so and I never felt sorry that I did it mm -hmm. because these decisions these little decisions brought me into the bigger relationship with Jesus and uh, nearer to the what God have for me mm -hmm. in the future mm. so good Mm. Yeah, so good. Mm. I, I did want to ask one question as mm. well that pertained to your testimony, Peter. Mm. Something that really struck me when you were sharing mm. was the fact that you were not religious at all. Mm. In fact, you detested the hypocrisy of the mm. church mm. and what you saw when you were young. And then here you find yourself in a church yeah. and you have your salvation experience. And I guess my question is, I believe a lot of people struggle with possibly seeing hypocrisy in the church and we all know that the church is not perfect where there's people there's problems <laughs> so we know that the church is not perfect we're not here to bash the church but i my question is for those who have possibly seen the hypocrisy of the church what was an overcoming step for you as you met Jesus and then be, became a part of the church. How, how did you overcome your experiences of your past? So those are like two parallel roads. Mm -hmm. Without Jesus, when you see the church and when you see hypocrisy, you don't want to have anything with this. Mm -hmm. But when Jesus comes into your life, as he came into my life, mm -hmm. I started to love church. Mm -hmm. Even be, as I saw hypocrisy, some crazy things, mm -hmm. even I saw those bad things, I started to love because I felt Jesus loved the church. Mm. So I surrendered my yeah, emotions, I surrendered yeah. my conclusions and mm. my preferences mm. to Jesus. Because so even today, I yeah. see yeah. some crazy stuff. So yeah. I don't look at the church mm. through the pink glasses. Mm. I saw many bad things, worse mm. things and ugly things. Mm. But still, I'm really uh, faithful to the church yes. because church belongs to Jesus mm. and Jesus loves the church mm -hmm. he will do his judgment or he will clean his church yeah. in his time yes. yeah. until then we need to be obedient to his word mm. and we need to follow what he is mm. doing and he, what actually he is doing he is doing through the church yes yes that's good well friends thank you so much for listening if you are listening today and you don't know Jesus and you want to have a relationship with Jesus, mm -hmm. I want you to pray this prayer with me right now and just repeat after me as I say this prayer, the same thing that Peter did, Christina mm -hmm. did, I did, Tara did when we met the Lord Jesus mm -hmm. and he became real to us. Just say this with, mm -hmm. with us here, Jesus, mm -hmm. 
I acknowledge that you are real. Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. Jesus, forgive me of all of my sins. Cleanse my mind. Cleanse my body. Cleanse my thoughts. And reveal your love to me. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you rose from the grave. And I believe I can have eternal life with you. I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart, that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I say, Jesus, I am yours from this day forward. Friends, if you prayed that prayer with us right now, we want you to put a note in the comments, email us, um, you know, get in touch with us somehow and let us know that you made this decision. We wanna send you a Bible. We wanna send you some other information, whether you're in this nation or another nation. If we can get these things to you in any way, we will. And we wanna thank you for listening to this episode of Igniting Hearts with Benjamin and Tara Dietrich and our amazing friends, pastors Peter and Christina yes. Fabianic from Pula, Croatia. We say God bless you and we will see you next time on Igniting Hearts. Mm-hmm.